Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Thursday, January 28th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, who's affectionately known as Coach. And we've got a four-game NBA slate to break down for you tonight from a DFS perspective. Coming off a fun 12-game slate, we went 3-0 and on FanDuel with the lineups we gave out to our members. Coach, you ready to get after it here again? I am. I I love the fact that we finished strong. We had some, even our two brains lineup kicked some tails. So that was really cool. I mean, we it's funny because we both uh, grin and bear it when one or the other puts a guy in that we're not too crazy about. But most of the time, those guys come through. So it's uh, it was good to see yesterday. And uh, you know, I for those that are listening in that aren't members. We had to make some late changes at the last second because of news that had come through with uh, minutes limit on uh, Kemba yeah. and different things. So we did some flip-flopping with about four minutes to lock and could not get it posted on Twitter. So I apologize if any of you did not get those changes, but just more of a reason we'd you know we'd love to have you jump in because in this COVID world specifically right now, there are so many changes that happen right up until lock. And then this year, with late swap on all the sites, it happens throughout the entire night. And we've made a lot of swaps that have really paid off. So we're utilizing the strategy when we're building our lineups that there are possibility of swaps to make sure that we can do it. So it goes into that planning. Uh, but, you know, we'd love to have you, dfscoachtalk.com, even if you jump in as little as a week, uh, we'd certainly love you there uh, to have you there. Um, one guy we, we threw out there on Twitter, and I want to uh, put this out there with him. Uh, DeAndre Ayton was a, a, I was a big supporter of yesterday because, uh, you know, we built up the fact that he was going to get to go against Roby and some of the younger guys from the Thunder. And we knew that Booker was out and there'd be some usage to share. But as the night went on and Horford got ruled in, that definitely changed some things. I stuck with him in some lineups, and uh, he stinks. So he is officially on my hate list with Mr. Danny Green, Otto Porter Jr., and uh, who else? Uh, Chris Stapps Porzingis. So there's my <laughs> coach's uh, list that will not be on uh, the Christmas Santa's list uh, for this coming year. They are on the all stink list right now so they it could change but that's who i'm barking at right now so i wanted to get that out of the way but i got to tell you something because i'm jumping out of my seat about this i my most important category that i look at and and i look at about 14 or 15 uh different categories when we're building these slates and i know andrew does as well it's defensive real plus minus i absolutely love that statistic because it really exposes the good defenders and the bad defenders. And you see trends like last year when we just murdered every guard against the Cleveland backcourt kind of thing, because the, the DRPM it's players estimated on court impact on team performance measured in points allowed per 100 defensive possessions. So it's a good look in into, uh, you know, a good sample size that is going to let you know how these guys are doing. So starting today, when we go over our regular team defensive efficiency and pace, I am going to throw in the DRPM 
And just so you know, we don't want to go through every player. We'll be here uh, all day, but I'm just I just pulled a sample of the top 25 to 30 defensive players in those spots for each team that are that fall in the category and the lowest 25 to 30 guys. So uh, I'll mention each one of those as uh, those guys come up as we're talking about the teams, but it'll give us two things to solidify our builds. One, you know, who do we want to avoid? Who's going to really hurt the guys we're looking to roster because they play great D and vice versa. Who can we attack and go after for those that aren't playing good D and Trust me, these stats are going to shock you on uh, at least three or four guys today because certain players have reputations of being great defenders or poor defenders. But, you know, this is a new year, new statistical analysis, and there's some movement here of these guys that are going to shock you. So thank you for letting me get that out there, Andrew. And it's nice to have four games rather than 12. Not for me. I love 12 better but for doing the podcast and trying to get it in. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to that defensive information. So that'll be a fun addition. And just to follow up on the two brains lineup, we I think it was four pivots we had to make with the domino effect yeah. of getting Kemba out, paying down from Aiton. So, you know, we I think we communicated those changes to our members at like 726 Eastern, something like that, about four yeah. minutes before we all had to make the changes on our on our lineup. So... That is, again, the, the advantage of being members. We make those changes right in Discord. So uh, we invite you to join us. And we didn't have that news until right then. I mean, uh, Andrew called me, and we were talking about a few pivots. And, you know, I got the the stern Andrew, Coach, we have four minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, Nas Reed. Nas Reed is good with me. You're right. Great suggestion. Let's go with Nas Reed. <laughs> And we did our flipping around, and he did great, man. He was yeah. he crushed for us. Yeah, because he so, allowed us to pay up for Brandon Ingram. Exactly. So, exactly. There we go. All right, All right, let's get going here. Four games. We'll go one at a time in order of start time, as we always do. Get you ready for FanDuel and DraftKings and Yahoo. And we've okay. got Portland and Houston starting us off at 730. Okay. Uh, out of the four games and eight teams playing tonight, six of the eight are involved in a back-to-back. Yeah, that's that's important. And it's all of the teams in games two, three, and four. So in this first game, these are the teams who are rested. They're playing an island game, and it's the highest total. The only one at 230 on the board on betus.com.pa. It's 230 on the nose. Houston favored by four and a half. Wow. So uh, I'm excited about this game. We do have some player news to look at okay. on the Portland side. Covington is still out with the concussion. And then Hood and Derek Jones Jr. are probable. So we okay. don't know what the starting lineup is going to be. On the Houston side, uh, Christian Wood has announced that he will be back in the lineup tonight. So look for Cousins to go back to the bench. What do you have here in game one? Well, there's a lot of stuff, you know, because obviously this is going to be in a probably the most important game on the slate uh, as far as stackability and definitely having, uh, you know, some coverage in this game. Uh, like you mentioned, you know, that 230 total puts us the only game that's over that number. And plus we have two uh, games that are 214. So it's a substantial jump from them. So uh, again, in Houston only being a four, four and a half point favorite makes it uh, even more palatable. 
And on top of that, you got Portland's the second worst defense in the league. Houston is all the way up to fourth, and I'll exp- and it shows why. You know, we were saying how could Houston be fourth, but wait till we go over this DRPM. Um, and then here's another great reason. By far, not even close to the of the other three games, we're looking at the twelfth and sixth pace in the league. So we have uh, two of the top twelve pace teams in the league. So let's let's jump right to my uh, main category builder here. All right, uh, on the uh, the uh, let's see where where are we? There we are. Okay, on the Houston side, let's talk about them first. Do they have anybody uh, in that top 25 or so at each position? And they do. And it's guys that are getting minutes, and it's why they're fourth. Uh, Nawaba's third in the entire league, defensive, defensive, uh, real plus minus, um, for the minutes that he's getting. Uh, Sterling Brown is eighth, so he comes in and shuts stuff down. Um, my buddy, Jashon uh, Tate, I don't even say his name, but Mr. Tate makes a lot of my lineups. And the reason he's playing, not only does he hustle his tail off, he's sixth at his position defensively. And then how about this one? I think this you've got to start looking at this guy for the All-Star game. I know it sounds crazy, but Christian Wood, he's ninth best center defensively in the league, including all those crazy offensive numbers uh, that he's putting up. So you got to love that. Um, I'll give you a quick your quick quiz question. Um, how many Portland guys at all five positions have anybody in the top 30 in DRPM? Oh boy. Um, it's probably a pretty good chance it's zero. It I is guess. the goose egg yeah, winner. Okay. <laughs> That's again, they're 29th in the in the entire league for a reason. Zero, which is amazing. Um on the other side, to attack guys, um, which is really bizarre, but as bad as Portland is defensively, they don't have anybody at the very bottom. They just have a lot of mediocre and below, a lot of little bit below mediocre defenders, but nobody that stands out, but nobody at the very bottom, not even Ennis Canner, is in that low group. But Houston does. They have uh, Mason Jones, who we played a little bit at point. Out scorching 96th amongst point guards. <laughs> so you may see his minutes disappear. We, this is the one that's going to stun you. You're not going to believe this. P.J. Tucker, 58th in the bottom 12 at his position defensively in the entire league. And I think a lot of the reason for that, he's just always out of position. He's playing guys so much bigger than him the majority of the time. But usually, you know, his defensive DRPM was was pretty good because of the strips and taking charges and doing all that stuff, but 58, so a decline there, and maybe part of the reason there was a little bit of chatter that they may trade him uh, earlier in the season, so we'll see how that flows. And then you've got dead last, our man DeMarcus Cousins, out of 61 centers that qualify, he is nicely placed at 61. So I would say it might be time to attack the Portland center position as long as Cousins remains in that starting lineup, which is over today. So you don't have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Now, as far as this game goes, 
you know, again, I do, I do want to stack some folks here. I think, you know, you have to look at it. The problem is Lillard's price is, is absolutely through the roof now. I mean, on, is it DraftKings? I think he's the dead most expensive guy on the whole slate. He's even more than LeBron. So he is at 10-6 is just brutal. Now, if FanDuel's a little more palatable at 9,700. I could probably swallow that. Um, so, you know, uh, Lillard's in play. I, I've said it every day. I'm going to continue to say it. Until McCollum's back, you have to consider Lillard because his usage is off the charts. And, uh, you know, he's been performing at a, at a super high level. So, you know, he's the first look that I, I, I take from uh, Portland. Uh, we need the as far as the ancillary guys, I'm going to stop right there because if Hood and Jones play, then that changes uh, some of the rotation. You know, I want I like Carmelo Anthony in there. He came through for us last time, but I want to see what the rest, you know, how this is going to look because, um, you know, with Covington out for sure and McCullum out for sure. Uh, I do like one of the value guys from Portland, but I want to see how the news pans out first. Um, now, on the other side of the ball, on the, on the Houston side, you know, we've got that scenario with Wood being back. And uh, from what I saw, there's no minute limit. And again, it is Canter on the other side, even though his stats aren't as bad. And Wood is extremely expensive, but Man, what a correlation. If you can start your lineup with Lillard and Wood, uh, I think you get out of the gate pretty darn good. Uh, as far as the other guys, again, you know, Deshaun Tate, uh, he gets nice minutes. And, you know, they obviously need him defensively and all other reasons. So if you need the pay down guy, he may be the, the guy to go to. Um, I'm not looking at Gordon at all. Now that we have Wall and Wood uh, back in place, I just, you know, I know Wood can drain or Gordon can drain some threes, but I just don't uh, feel comfortable going there. And uh, really the the bench from Houston is not uh, something that excites me value-wise, even on a Tucker or somebody like that. So I'm focusing on trying to get Lillard and Wood in there. I know it's huge money. But I would love to have that correlation and then look for a value play from Portland and possibly from Houston. So I want to come out of here with four. Okay. Yeah, great game to attack. On the Portland side, I am looking at those value plays, but we need to know who's starting, who's in. Right. Out of that group of Gary Trent Jr., Derek Jones Jr., Hood, and Simons, who was terrific in oh, the last he game. He was on fire. You know, they, they had a shorter rotation here with all these guys out. And he played big minutes, 10 of 17, 6 of 10 shooting. You know, and he's been pretty much absent all season in terms of his production yeah. with with Gary Trent coming off the bench usually. But uh, he could be in play again as a value play. Uh, Cantor's a nice price on uh, FanDuel if you want to go medium price there at the center position. Because remember... Wood is a power forward there. I know. And Bam that, is a power forward. Love. So it's you don't really have great options at the center position on FanDuel today. Yep. That's why that's why Cantor's in play for me there. And let me just real quickly chirp in here because I was a little concerned of his the 
before this last game, his minutes went from 29 to 27 to 23. So, I, you know, that's when I mentioned it that last time is a little concerned that he's getting pushed out, you know, and, and going to not play as many minutes. Last game, he placed 31 minutes with 13 points and 23 rebounds. So at that price, and like you said, especially on FanDuel where you don't have to eat up that spot, he certainly should be in play. And I, I'm glad you mentioned it because I uh, wanted to, to put a little star by him as you know, on uh, FanDuel. Yeah, and on DraftKings, he's more expensive, 7100 so don't really like him over there. Right. On the Houston side, I was sort of on the fence with John Wall on the last slate, but now I'm ready to get him in there because he's still 7300 He's got that great matchup, Portland 29th overall as a team yeah. in this, in this fast-paced, high-scoring game. So I like Wall on both sides. Would, as I mentioned, as a power forward on FanDuel, I think you can pay up for him. Um, Tate, as a small forward on FanDuel, I think is a decent value, 3800 if he starts again. That's and super it, cheap. It's super cheap. Who A guy who can do a lot, a little bit of everything. Oladipo's in play for me. You know, I, I you know, you talked about the stackability of this game, which I agree is is high. Yeah. And you know, there's a couple ways you can go after it. You can go with the approach you talked about with Lillard and Wood, or you can get Wall and Oladipo together and get all of that usage. And then maybe you can't afford Lillard, but it's going to be a fun one to play around with because right. there are some value plays here later in the slate that we'll get to that can help you accomplish that. And all those guys are going to get exposure in this game just because it's going to be the highest owned game. Exactly. All right, game two, Coach. It's an 8 o'clock tip. Lakers and Pistons. Both yep. these teams played yesterday. Lakers lost that heartbreaker to Philly after that great comeback. And the Pistons lost by 15 at Cleveland. This is a, one of the 214 games you mentioned. Lakers favored by 9.5. We don't have any news yet on the Lakers side. We'll see if anybody sits on this back-to-back against a poor opponent, uh, somebody like AD perhaps. And then on the Pistons side, uh, Blake Griffin was out the last game, so you figure he'll be back in here tonight. Do you want to start us off with your defensive information here? Sure. Um, and, and this game, I, I do think we're going to get news on the Lakers. I don't see on the back-to-back on this tough road trip against the worst team, uh, you know, that they don't sit somebody. Uh, Lakers are 14-5, and five, by the way. Pistons are, have fallen to 4-14. Four and 14. So, you know, you would think this is going to be quite a mismatch. The 9.5-10 number, you know, I think is very doable even if they sit somebody. But, you know, I'm surprised it's not even bigger than that, to be honest with you, the way the way those two teams. Now, you do have that, you know, the Lakers played right down to the buzzer last night with Philly. So, you know, they, they might be a little spent, but uh, we have to see what that news is going to be. Uh, defense, team-wise, Lakers are first in the league, Detroit 25th. And from a pace standpoint, though, that's why the number's so low. Lakers 15th, so right square in the middle, Detroit only 21st. So nothing to write home about there. Now, here's here's the DRPM info for this game. And there's a lot of it. It's, it's very, very interesting here. So the reason the Lakers are number one is they have a total 
of five guys in the top 14 at their positions in the entire league in DRPM. Uh, would you believe Dennis Schroeder, who came over from Atlanta as a really good player but didn't defend, is 10th amongst all point guards in DRPM? So there's something. We've attacked him a little bit at times, but he has proven that he's he has bought into this defense and he's he's getting it done. LeBron has a has that effect on people, I think. KCP, as we've always known, has always been a tough defender. He's 11th. Uh, Anthony Davis, who I'm surprised he's not even higher than this amongst all uh, big men. Uh, off the bench, we know Caruso's an irritant. He's 14th. And LeBron is 14th. So he's cracked into that top group. So you got five really good defenders. Um, well, I'm sorry, there's six. I, I had added another one. Montrez Harrell has snuck in uh, tied for 15th. So He's in that group, too. So you talk about having to go against a front line. I mean, A.D., LeBron, and Harrell in the top 15, that's why they're, they're the number one uh, team. Detroit has a grand total of one, and that is Mr. Mason Plumley, who's 10th. So that's not bad. I mean, he's he. that's why he's getting minutes. That's why they paid him. I mean, you know, you got to take his offensive woes, but he does defend, so something to keep in mind. Here's the shocker, though, that, that it's sort of sad because – None of us can beat Father Time. He is still undefeated. But poor old Marcus Gasol is all the way down to 27th among centers defensively. And, you know, that he won Defensive Player of the Year when he was in with the Grizzlies. But, you know, the body doesn't quite move like the brain is telling it to when you get older. But 27th, not good. Um, Detroit has two guys towards the bottom. The, the second-year player, Dumboyu, who plays – offensively plays well is a, a wonderful 66th defensively so that part of the game has not translated well for him and then we we sort of always knew this but Mr. Derek Rose uh checking in at 61st amongst point guards defensively so when he's playing um and getting good minutes this makes it tough because he's a great guy to target against but on the other side of the coin um when they're the uh who's been starting a point for them the ex-mab dude i can't think Darrell delon right delon right yeah, yeah. De delon right is uh not in the top 30 but he's close to it i mean he's he's a a competent defender so as far as attacking detroit you know if, if you feel if we feel rose is going to get the big minutes then that's where to attack if it's going to be more right then you know we fade a little bit so so, there, you know, that's that being said, the fact that L.A. may sit somebody out, so we have to wait on the news. The fact that this certainly has the highest propensity by a mile of being a blowout. And, uh, you know, the fact that there are a lot of guys that are going to rotate in this game. It just doesn't sit well with me. I think if, you know, I think you're going to not get pushed minutes from Vogel on the L.A. side. You know, I know Jeremy Grant's playing great ball, but he's so super expensive. Um, you know, I very well, depending on the news, if somebody sits and it bumps somebody into the lineup where we get an L.A. Lakers value play, I'll take it. But right now, I'm, I'm even though it's a four-game slate, I, don't, I may have no exposure to this game at all. Yeah, I'm likely to have a one-off or maybe nothing. And 
if AD sits, first of all, he's 8,900 on DraftKings, which might be a season low. It might be Makes the record. No sense. Yeah. So, man, that's tempting if he does play. And if he doesn't, I don't think he's ever been below 9,000 that I can ever remember in all these years. No. And then if he sits, Kuzma's only 3,900 on FanDuel as a power forward. And Kuzma hasn't done much. I mean, talk about volatile and just disappears, but he can show up even off the bench and get 25 to 30 fancy points. So if he's going to get big minutes, then load him up. He's going to become chalk immediately. And Caruso, here's a guy, you know, you look for 3K guys on a four-game slate. He's 3,600 on both sides. He could take advantage of that Derrick Rose defense if they're facing off off the bench. So yeah. he's he's a potential value play here. Harrell, I kind of like at 5,800 on DraftKings because it is a back-to-back. I think he'll get a couple more minutes. Gasol will get a couple fewer minutes. On the Piston side... I'm unlikely to play anybody against that tough Lakers defense. You know, DeLon Wright's been playing well, but with Rose back, he got he was down to 30 minutes last night. Josh Jackson, uh, he's a he's a GPP option off the bench. Uh, Svee Mikhailuk is pretty cheap, 3,200 on DraftKings. So it's that's the type of analysis here for me is maybe pick one guy at a cheap price. But other than that, I'm ready to move on. I'm with you. All right. Game three is the other eight o'clock tip on the East coast. It's the Clippers against the heat. So we've got both staple centers, staple center teams on the road here. And the Clippers are on the front end of a back to back here in Florida. They're going to play Orlando tomorrow. Right. And the heat played last night. And they did not look good. They got smoked by Denver at home. They looked terrible. Lost by 27 points. Didn't even get to 40 in the first half. I I watched the first half. They had 33, and they were one for 19 from three. I think I called you because we had Kendrick Nunn, and I said, hey, they they were one for 19, but our man Kendrick was the one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and thankfully he got it going a little bit more in the second half. Yeah. Uh, We've got another 214 total here on BetUS, and then the Heat are favored by four. Yeah. The big news, of course, here, the big guys for the Clippers are still out. Kawhi, PG-13, and Pat Beverly. On the Heat side, we don't have the updated information here at lunch yet, but I'm just going to make these guys questionable. Butler, Dragic, Hero, Harkless, Leonard. So monster names there for Miami that we don't know. So with all of that uncertainty, what do you have on this one? Well, I, you know, I don't want to waste too much time talking about Miami because we don't know what we're talking about yet. We need to know what the lineup is, who's in, who's out. And there's just tons of volatility there. And there's a lot of opportunity, too, because they're playing against the Clippers' second team and, and then some. So, uh, you know, and that affects how much I want to roster the Clippers' side, too. So I... I hate to do this for our listeners that aren't members and aren't getting all of our feedback in Discord, but we will post some things on Twitter for you guys as well because this game has to be developed with the news that comes in. But I'll go over statistically real quickly here. Um, Defensive efficiency-wise, the Clippers are 16th, Miami's 23rd. So both a lot worse than usual, but they've both been hit by COVID. 
Pace-wise, a little concern. That's why the low number, 28th for the Clippers, 19th for Miami. Now, here's the DRPM news, and it's it's pretty impressive. Um, the bizarre thing, and I've talked about it like almost every day, is I can't figure out how in the hell the Clippers have played such poor defense this year. Listen to the DRPM guys. You've got Pat Beverly, third best defensive guy in the league at the point. You have Kawhi Leonard, number one amongst all small forwards. You have Abaka at 16th, and Batum still, he's always been a great defender. He's 18th. So you've got just a plethora of Clippers that defend well and get big minutes, but their team defense is not uh, jumping up like you would expect. Uh, on the Miami side, um, it's only uh, Avery Bradley at 16 and old man Iguodala at 11. So those two guys are getting after it defensively. But again, the reason they're 23rd, none of their key guys are making that list like Bam or, or Hero or any of those guys. Uh, on the negative side, I guess these two guys are maybe what's hurting a little bit, but they, you know, they're not key guys for the Clippers, but Reggie Jackson has never been a defender and he still isn't. He's 47th. And then uh, Marcus Morris senior is all the way down in the bottom couple. He's 69th defensively. So he comes in and gives an offensive spark, but unfortunately he's not giving uh, any defensive support on the, on the Miami side. Uh, Dragic has always been challenged defensively. He's never been strong. 54th, not getting it done. So we know that when he's thrust into a starting role, though, we really haven't talked about it this year. When he's going to get the majority of the minutes, if Hero is out or, or whatever the case may be, we need to probably start attacking that point guard spot a bit. Um, the other guy that was really bizarre, they keep playing this Oka. What's his name? You play him all the time. Akpala. Yeah, right. Akpala. He, he's 53rd. So I thought they were playing him because he was a defender, but he has not been uh, efficient. Here's the one that's going to make your hat flip off your head. We try to avoid playing centers against Bam Adebayo. He's 49th right now. He's getting abused in the paint. Maybe it's because he's a little undersized. I don't know. But I think... When we, we talk about Miami being so low defensively, uh, I think it, you know, it probably begins and starts with Dragic and Autobio. So something we need to keep in mind, uh, even in this game, as we build out the lineup. So interesting information there and, and stuff we can build on. But you know, I'm not going to take any more time discussing this game. I could come out with a pass on this game or with the news breaking, literally two or three guys. I just need to know specifically what that is on the Miami side. On the on the Clipper side, I will say, guys, that I'm initially looking at because of the super cheap pricing is Mr. Defensive Wiz, Wiz Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann's consistent, Kennard also. We knew he'd step up with all these guys out, and he does. And then you have to look at Ibaka, too, because really those four guys, if they're the basis of the offense, and I'm not – putting Batum in that group anymore he just he can't drop the ball in the ocean but the other four will get probably the majority of the usage for this team with all the other guys out so that's what I got yeah on that Clipper side um, I do like the especially the first three guys you mentioned 
Jackson Mann and Kennard, and especially on FanDuel, they've been priced up a little bit on DraftKings. I mean, look at Reggie Jackson, 7,000 versus 5,000 on FanDuel. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a terrific overreaction there on the 7,000. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, with the other guys, uh, I will note that Zubats, uh in 18 minutes last game had a double double, but, you know, he's 5,000 and higher. Uh, yeah. So probably won't go there on the on the Miami side. You know, if all those guys I listed are out, then none, of course, is going to be chalk again. And he's cheap on DraftKings, 5,900. He got heavy minutes. Again, didn't shoot well, but I'll, I'll go back to him here. Yeah. And then one potential value play off the bench, Precious Achua, only 3,300 on DraftKings. He got 20 minutes and paid off value last time. So, you know, with a, a roster that's this depleted, you could you could play a guy like that. Iguodala uh, one, had one of his classic games against Denver, six, five, and five. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's harder to trust him on the second night of a back-to-back. Yeah. I like him a little bit better on DraftKings at 3,900 if you need a cheap forward. All right, we have one game left. It's the 10 o'clock tip between Golden State and Phoenix. Yeah. Total here is 220 and a half. Phoenix favored by one. Both teams played last night. Golden State cruised to a 12-point victory against the Timberwolves. And the Phoenix Suns lost a close one at home to Oklahoma City, 102-97. You know, one of those low-scoring Phoenix games. And the news here, not seeing anything yet with Golden State. On the Phoenix side, uh, Sarge is still out. And we got to figure that Booker is questionable after missing the last game with a hamstring issue. What are your thoughts on the last game here, Coach? Well, we definitely need to get the Booker news. I think he sits personally. I, I've done my, you know, looking at this and digging in with the fact that I think he's going to be off the floor. Um, it, you know, this is a really different game of, of wills here. You've got Golden State, the third fastest, and Phoenix, the 29th, second to last in in uh, pace. So, you know, we've know we've been following those games where there's a huge difference, and really, what it ends up doing is, I think, it lifts Phoenix. They seem to score more when they do play these teams; they're faster paced. So I think we may see a little bit more there. Uh, they just didn't look in sync without Booker. I mean, they're just a different team out there. So we'll see. And we, again, you know, we need to see if he's going to be in or out. Um, the one guy I won't play, as I mentioned earlier, is Mr. DeAndre Ayton, first pick overall, hot shot uh, prima donna out there. But anyway, he's uh, not going to be in play for me there. And uh one thing I'll, I'll defensively, though, both of these teams are okay. Golden State's 14, Phoenix 10. So I know the number's 220 and a half, but I don't look at this game much different than the other, you know, the Clippers and Lakers, uh, those two different games. I really think Portland and Houston will have the highest EFS points by quite a bit. And that's, that's definitely stays the key game. Um, Defensive real plus minus. Some interesting ones here uh, as well. Uh, the one that surprised me the most, and I've dogged the dude for years because 
He just floats around. All he wants to do is score points, and he doesn't look interested defensively. But your man Wiggins, he's 16th defensively. He's he's playing some defense. And then it, I'll, I'll mention both sides of this because it explains a lot. You know, I keep saying, why don't they let Weissman just play? He's got all the talent in the world. He's 19. He needs the experience. Well, they're trying to win. Uh, Golden State's 10 and 8. They're in the playoffs that they started right now, which is pretty amazing considered considering where they were last year. And here's the reason. Looney is 13th amongst all centers defensively. And my man, rookie Weissman, 55. So he is not defending anybody. You know, 19, you can't blame the kid. He's skinny. He's got to get some weight and understand the angles and, and the game a little bit. But quick, that's why – go ahead. Quick point there. I saw a quote from uh, Steve Kerr after last night's game where he specifically pr- praised Wiseman because he went vertical four times in the paint and did not commit a foul. Nice. So, I mean, for Kerr to go out of his way to make that statement, obviously they've noticed his limitations defensively. They're working on it, and he's trying to build him up and slowly get these lessons communicated to him and and have it show on the court. And that's probably why they've been giving Looney the start here, getting getting a few minutes and saying, you know, Wiseman, you can't just start here if you're going to get smoked off uh, defensively. So exactly. go, to, go to the bench, learn these lessons, show us that you're paying attention and improving, and then maybe we'll get you back in the starting lineup down the road. Yeah. And that just leads me to say I have no interest in the center position anymore because it's really going to be a split. There's no question. Um, The guys from the Phoenix side, two bench players, are both ranked sixth at their uh, position, Cameron Payne and and Damian Lee. Um, uh, They both defend well off the bench. Um, As far as poor defensive players, um, you've got – this is the one that hurts. Two-time MVP Steph Curry, 62nd, not defending a lick. Um, the dead last guy at his position, so I don't know how much minutes he'll get off the bench, but Jordan pulls 87th, so Olay defense. Here's the one that's just shocking to me. I thought he was a good defender. He's lanky. He blocks shots. Kelly Oubre Jr., seventy-one. So, you know, I guess he takes too many risks out there, but it's not pretty. Um, interesting, man. I, you know, I, I would say uh, based on that, we do have to start looking at playing point guards against Golden State. I mean, it's that simple. That's evident without question. But, you know, we need the Booker news. As far as the Phoenix side goes, in an up-paced game, it's tempting. You know, you've got Chris Paul on a back-to-back. That's a concern. But you got young legs and guys like Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. They could be play players you want to dial up that make the lineup work. Um, Wiggins has been playing decent. I got to give you that. I don't usually like to take him, but um, he's trying to f- uh, finish out the five uh, guys I hate the most in the league. He'd be a perfect position at that shooting guards small forward <laughs> so i can complete that team but if if i do uh roster him I, I think you know he's showing that he's consistently uh doing well there um 
I still think Uber is dangerous, as crazy as it is, uh, statistically at the price that he is. It's you know it's hard not to to want to go there. But as far as any of the bigs, including Draymond and and as I mentioned the other guys, just not a ton of interest there. So, you know, it's going to be the same thing for me. That's going to be my theme more than likely. Is you know stack four guys from Portland, Houston, get one or one off maybe from Golden State. Phoenix and uh, Lakers, Detroit, and then probably a couple from that Clippers Miami game, depending on the news that rolls out. I think it'll make a nice tidy lineup. I think we can come up with some winners because there's lots of value on the slate. So, and there's not like we're not trying to buy up for a ton of stars. And the two, you know, the, the big decision ends up, and then I'd love to get your input on this. You know, I'll look at DraftKings just for a quick second here. Lillard, you can pay up for, and you can probably do it today, but he's 10-6. I don't recommend personally going up to James at 10-4 in a back-to-back where they could blow the team out. After that, you know, you got Curry on a back-to-back. Bam, uh, who's, you know, a possibility, but we need to see who rolls out there. I think Anthony Davis, if he does play at 8,900, may be the highest-owned guy because – it's a mispricing. There's no question. You know, the guy that, that we talked about, too, and, and then you can chime here, the other expensive guy, 8,700 Christian Wood, I think is very much in play here. And then it goes down from there. So if you don't buy up for more than one of these guys, you can get a really solid uh, mid-level build. And even if you're forced to pay up the 7000 for Reggie Jackson or something, you can afford it. I, I don't think it's going to be really tough as it has been like yesterday to fit salary. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you on the the pricing there for the expensive guys on DraftKings. Uh, don't think I'll get up to Steph here on the second night of a back-to-back. I probably will go a little bit more balanced on DraftKings, like you said. And then with the rest of the guys in this game four, I'm just going to add that I do think Oubre is dangerous. And we've got a little narrative here as he goes back to Phoenix. And we know that True. there was a lot of negative talk in the media both ways there. He's the thing that dangerous is the perfect word, though, for him, because he's not the type of guy that I trust with a narrative to be able to stay focused and get it done. I mean, he might he just get go too juiced up. Yeah, he might get exactly. too, too juiced up and get two technicals or something. Right. Um, I do like that he only played 24 minutes last night and he had yeah. a, a good shooting night, seven of nine two of three from distance. So, uh, you know, I'm going to be thinking about him. Uh, Draymond, 4,900 on FanDuel. Nice price there. Um, Looney, you know, the funny thing with Looney was he paid off value last night uh, better than 6X. The thing that surprised me, he only played 12 minutes. I thought he would play more than that. That's crazy. But he's so effective around the rim on both ends he can pay off that minimum price in only 12 minutes. I think he'll get more than that tonight on the second night of a back-to-back, needing to deal with Aiton. Uh, so he, he's in play for me. Um, on the Phoenix side, uh, Chris Paul would be a consideration if Booker's out again, you know, getting to go up against Steph and, and his poor defense. Bridges is another option for me here with if Booker's out again. Maybe a bounce back here for him. He shot really poorly last night. Yeah, he did. Three for 13, but he's a good price. 
And then the other guy, if you really want to get unique in a GPP, would be Frank Kaminsky, because he's also minimum price on both sites. I do like Looney a little bit better than him at 3000 on DraftKings, but uh, if you're playing multiple lineups, maybe you want to go there. The guy uh, obviously feels pretty comfortable in Phoenix, uh, so he's back in the rotation with all these guys out. Yeah. All right, Coach, that completes our four-game slate. A uh, couple things here. If you don't mind, hit the like button on YouTube as we continue to bring these seven-day-a-week podcasts in front of the paywall to you. Hit the alert button so you know when the podcast post. Also, you'll continue to hear our PGA podcast once a week. They just teed off in Southern California. You'll hear one more football podcast. It's kind of sad, but all we have left wow. is the Super Bowl. So we'll get uh, one more NFL podcast up. Uh, Are and, you and going for the old man or the young man? Give us a teaser. For the Super Bowl? Right now, I'm, I'm leaning Mahomes here. You know, yeah. I mean, Brady's been on a magical ride. Uh, wouldn't put it past him, but that offense for Kansas City is really rolling. They uh, are tough. Man, they are going to be tough to, to slow down. So but I like it Mahomes. is Tom Brady, 10 yes, Super Bowl, six rings. <laughs> On their home field. It's exactly. Be, That's it's counts, too. Yep. And fans are allowed. Not, I think, 22,000 fans. Exactly. So yep. That's going to be fun, man. I can't wait. What a fun Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, if you want those lineups tonight, jump in here today. Uh, plenty of time. Go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com. We'll send you an email after you sign up, and then we'll get you into our Discord. That's where we give out the lineups about 20 minutes before tip-off. Full cash lineups on FanDuel. We would make two of those every day, and a GPP lineup. And then the coach's clipboard on DraftKings with core plays and pivots, and the full Yahoo lineup as well. Hey, so, you remembered Yahoo. That's right. Shout out to our new... Member that is a Yahoo player. I'm not, you know, I actually have somebody to chit chat Yahoo uh, with. So I'm fired up, man. Yep. And then still time, if you're into sports betting and you can make your first deposit on betus.com.pa, go there, make a deposit of 149. Use the promo code Coach Talk, all one word, and you get a free membership with us until April 1st. So it's a terrific offer. Take advantage of it. And after you uh, make that deposit, Reach out to us on Twitter, at DFS Coach Talk. Let us know, and then we'll get you into our Discord. While you're there, follow the coach. He's at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. I am at Language Olympic, and Shane is at D-E-T Sports Shane. All right, that's going to do it for today. We do thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we look to crush it in NBA DFS.